Oh, hello, hello, hello. I'm excited to get home so I can have my piano back and play all of you some songs. But until then, I'll just acapella like I'm doing right now. Today we're going to talk about the laws of power, Kevin R. Hearings, and why some people are sour. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, look at Owen holding up Joe Rogan in that picture. Oh, that's funny. Uh, just real quick to address, some people wrote to me, and, and some people that recognize their names, so I know they're cool. That's a big difference. That's why community is important. Because I don't know who I'm talking to. And this one dude, Arthur, who I know I've talked to before, because I actually was thinking about naming our second kid Arthur, so I remember that name stuck out in my head. And I like to read comments to get feedback of what you guys think. Um said that I might have overreacted about Greg and that he said he was my friend and stuff like that. You got to understand, I'm not reacting emotionally. Um, there, this world is, is becoming, our culture is becoming a lot more oriented around power and a lot less around uh, the assumption of uh, truth telling. And what I do now is when people above me, not above me necessarily in talent, but in power, uh, come at me or other comedians slander me, I always hit back because it, it, it acts as a deterrent. And my father teaches rhetoric. He has his PhD in, in public speech and persuasion. Like the guy is uh, a literal wizard trainer. <laughs> so I know why people do what they do. It's, it's, it's actually taught in, in some liberal colleges where They'll say something like, Owen's alt right now, and I think he's crazy. I shouldn't say anything more. He is a friend of mine. That's a, that, that's a strategy. You, you, you get out the blackballing effect, which is he is Voldemort, uh, but he's my friend. And then he covers his ass, so if, uh, if I attack him, I look like the aggressor. Uh, it's really obvious. People do it on, on threads all the time when they say, hey, man, I used to be a fan, but the way you've been going lately, I just have to get out now. That, that's taught in classes. It's how you persuade people. You show the zebras of the world, the people in the middle that just follow the herd, you show them that members of the in-group are being disenfranchised by you. Therefore, they should also leave. It's hilarious and obvious. And it isn't an emotional reaction because I wouldn't trust someone who couldn't control their emotions. And if every time someone talks smack about me, I freaked out, I wouldn't be a good leader of bears. Uh, because that's not a great personality trait in an adult. That's not what's happening. And people talk smack about me all the time that are below me in, in the hierarchy of comedians. And I don't ever respond because that would only help them. And that's actually a strategy of them. But when these people come at me, I always respond. And then I just move on. And I apologize if I feel like I went overboard, which I did with uh, Rogan about a few key uh, things. Just before we get started, I want to... Um, Read a couple. PayPal.me slash Feed the Bear. That's our new super chat. J uh, I got some cool ones. Uh, James Rode. Just a dab of honey for the world's favorite bear. And I really appreciate that, James. Very nice of you. Another James Rode. Hi, Owen. I hope this buys you a decent breakfast. Honest offer. If you're ever in D.C. and want to uh, save a few bucks on a hotel. My wife and I are empty nesters in a large three-bedroom and our daughter's away at college. Um, that's awesome. And then he gave me his info. Dude, ben, uh, bears are awesome. Uh, Pinder. Hey, Owen, I created a coffee cup to support my YouTube stream. It has sold well, 
And no, I have a commercial, and I don't have a commercial for it. Oh, I have a commercial for it. Here's the link. Uh, tell me what you think. Mug is called Pinder's Ugly Mug. Well, Pinder, I just read this. I will watch it, and then I will promote you because I really like you. Um, let's see what else you get. It's refreshing. All right. So what's happening right now in the Kavanaugh hearings is very, very intense. And I didn't watch much of it, but I think it's, you know, not, not good for Kavanaugh when you have a woman that, that you can see in her face, most likely believes what she's saying, but that doesn't matter at all. Literally not at all. And I, I fear that people are becoming, um, uh, they're almost like it's almost like a spell has taken over a lot of people when when you have to stay on the principle. And that is that there has to be a corroborating witness. It can't be a 36 year old memory where someone doesn't remember where it was and all that stuff like th these aren't credible allegations. And so you can have a crying woman on um in a room and you can feel empathy for her and compassion for her and think, wow, that must be really hard to speak in front of those people. And you see these slimy lizard like politicians on both sides of the aisle uh, interrogating her. And you just see her, you know, believe what she's saying. And this is a woman in pain and torment that doesn't prove it's real. Now there's, there's a few ways you can look at that. I, I used to live with Christina Ricci so when you uh, live with a gold, Golden Globe-dominated actress for crying, you, you understand how powerful a woman crying is. And they know how powerful it is as well. And I don't know if there's any cops out there, but a crying woman usually gets out of a ticket uh, unless a man has been, um, his skills have been honed and he knows <laughs> what that is. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where a woman is crying and bawling and screaming and it's powerful. And then you're just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying all this. I, I'm gonna, I'm just going to leave. And then they just turn on a dime and they're like, we then get out of here. And you're like, whoa, that was evil. Now that's one option that it's total BS. Another option is that she completely believes it. Either one doesn't matter. And I don't even think Kavanaugh is the best pick. I'm just worried that our constitutional rights are being systematically undermined. You know, they just keep, within the last few years, they've come at, what, seven out of 10, eight out of 10? And this is just another way of getting at your rights. And I recommend reading 48 Laws of Power, not because you should live like that, because it's a horrible way to live. And when you are going for power acquisition, like the book shows you how, effectively, by the way, um, there's nothing at the end of that. There is no peace. There is no anything. You just become another powerful figure um, in line to just, you know, walk off the Adonic treadmill cliff of life and be uh, violently overthrown by the next powerful, young, young, ambitious human. Always go truth, never go power. It's just, but, but I recommend reading it so you understand how people that are going for power think because it's strategy and there's no virtue in being ignorant to this stuff. Read 48 Laws of Power. It will show you how to be a politician. It shows you how to manipulate people. Like one of the laws of power is to go to try and beat an unbeatably huge uh, monster. Like the concept of rape, the concept of inequality, uh, environmentalism, uh, the rainforest, 
This is a strategy of acquiring power. It's not, it's not uh, go after rapists in Hollywood that you know are rapists. No one was going after Harvey Weinstein as they were proclaiming that they were uh, fighting for women's rights and all that. It's all BS. Black Lives Matter does not care about black lives at all. I, you could just say, why don't you focus on Chicago inner cities and try and rebuild infrastructure and uh, you know, re-cement communities and try and make it more accountable for these shootings? And they'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? This is, this is bullshit. So the bigger the fight that someone tries to create, uh, the more it's just for power acquisition. And, you know, the whole don't out, outshine your masters and the whole uh, become um, needed, you know, become like all this shit, dude. It's, it's so crazy. And, and, and how to sprinkle in acts of honesty to gain trust with people. It's, um, I remember when I was reading it before, I didn't even really finish it because I felt like it was so slimy. And I just, I felt weird reading it. I felt like I was reading the devil's handbook a little bit. But it's something you should absolutely know because I'm starting to see a real um, ignorance. Like, like when people have ignorance, they see it as some sort of virtue. They're like, well, I'm going to stand on my high road and, and, and you know, the, the, these women need to be heard. It's like, know what they're doing. They're, it's all manipulative acts of power. Why know who knows about this stuff is uh, Nimmer. Uh, people that have seen war a lot of times, and, and there's a great scene in, um, in Game of Thrones. There's this incredible scene in Game of Thrones, and there's another great scene in John Wick that illustrate what power is. So, uh, and that's why you have to actually do, it's more persuasive to do something. That's why I love stand-up. You stand in front of a crowd, you make them laugh, you hear the laughter, you show people the laughter, you show the event. It's not just talking. You know, uh, a good argument is not as uh, powerful or persuasive as people want to think it is. In fact, sometimes it can have the opposite effect. That's why Crowder is awesome. Because Crowder, uh, his uh, Change My Mind or his Crowder Confronts, the one I was just with him with that uh, professor, go into the room, confront the person, watch the and show people's reaction to it. Like those acts of bravery and reality is all that really persuades. And so there's this scene in uh, Game of Thrones where uh, Littlefinger, Littlefinger, uh, oh, but see, some of the laws of power I could never, that, that's why it's so stupid because it's like one thing is don't talk a lot. I talk two hours a day, every day, ramble, like just free flow of consciousness, you know, because People can use your words against you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is all stupid. I'm just going to, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be me. But it's great for understanding uh, politicians and how they use things and how they uh, acquire power. So anyway, there's a scene in um, Game of Thrones where Littlefinger is like, knowledge is power and I know things. And he's saying this to uh, the queen, Cersei's. And, uh, and she just goes... Guards, cut this man's tongue out and then slice his throat. And they all just grab him. And right as they're about to do that, Cersei just goes, no, I'll do it later. And then she just goes, power is power. And he's just staring at her. And he's like, but I have knowledge and I have the arguments. It's like power is power. 
And right now we have an incredible society and civilization because we are not using power as a club. It started with George Washington, who did uh, the closest thing to a miracle that I've ever seen in, in politics. He abdicated. He gave up his new throne, which never happens because he believed in um, what is now America, which is, is voting. And he stepped down. That never happens. So he gave up power for a, a greater good, for a greater idea. And then every president since then uh, has that model to go by and kind of has to stick with it, even though they kind of want to keep power, like FDR, you know, that little bastard. But we're starting to enter an age of just power. And the left is better at it than the right. Because the right is, um, which is one of the reasons that I, I like people on the right more. And I, I uh, consider myself on the right. And I'm raising my family to have conservative and libertarian ideals and thoughts. And... Um, Christianity is set is clearly good. Like with that, like objectively it's good. Okay. All those things only exist in a world um, on the basic level. I mean, you can martyr yourself. There's ways, you know, there were still Christians and gulags in the gulag archipelago, but we're only experiencing this ability of debate and ideas and discourse and talking and friendships across the aisle and stuff like that because we haven't entered a world of just pure um, dystopian power acquisition. And we're teetering on it. And it, it's a really horrifying world when, when that is the case, when there aren't um, uh, land rights and there isn't accepted laws and things like that because i just did that uh this land is your land or this land's not your land this land is my land uh song and i put it up uh new special by the way pre-order at hugepianist.com uh and a few comments were pretty mind-blowing well first off my mom was like i like arlo i'm old you know she's 78 so she's like i like folk music but she still thought it was funny but um a few legends had comments where they're like, that's not your land. That's the government. Yeah, that's why you pay taxes, which is rent. And that's so true, man. I, my joke is about um, mocking communism. But we already have an element of that with the government. The government owns your houses, your land, your car, your pants, all of it. It's because we have this balance, this agreement of due process, of free speech, of... Uh, Right to bear arms of right. To, uh, you, you get to confront your accuser, uh, all, all this stuff. Because we have all those things, we can feel like, oh, this is my house. This is my land. It's not. And if the if the world becomes just about power, uh, it's it. Our way of life is absolutely threatened. That's why the Second Amendment is the most important of all of them, because it, it gives the individual, the family unit, an element of power in case things go straight to hell. And, um, and this Kavanaugh thing is very, very troubling. And it isn't, if I was on the left, I would find it just as troubling. Hand to God, I would. Hand to God, I would. Like, I, 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 would, I would find this very troubling because I, I used to tell this to people in LA uh, when Obama was trying to... Um, get rid of guns. And back then I wasn't political. And if anybody asked me, I would, I would have said I was a liberal. I, I remember when I was on uh, Anthony Cumia's show and I said I was a liberal and he was, and all his fans said, you're, you're one of the only good ones apparently, because I like you, but 
how are you a liberal? And I'm like, well, that's just, I'm an artist, you know, and I don't look into politics because it hasn't, uh, I haven't had a child yet or it hasn't come, come at me full force. But um, if I was on the left, I would view this as insane because I used to tell people this back in the day when Obama was trying to limit guns. And they were like, well, it's about uh, mental health. You know, if you're deemed mentally unhealthy, the government should be able to take your guns. I said, that's because you're in power. Now picture your nightmare being elected. Do you want that guy to be able to determine who gets a gun? And they gave me this look, this short-term leftist look, like a rabbit, uh, just trying to find grass as close as possible. And they were just like, what do you mean? And then Trump got elected. And I remember saying to some of them, I'm like, do you want him now to have that power to choose who's mentally fit to have guns? And so I can say with clarity that I, I'm, if I was on the left, I would view this and say, wait a minute. So you have two absolute nonsense accusations that are disprovable to a, a level where he could possibly sue these people, like Michael Ab Abinetti and these people. And then you have one hazy recollection of, of 30 plus years ago at a place she doesn't remember being drunk with a 17-year-old Kavanaugh where no witnesses remember, a rape didn't take place, and she doesn't know when within the month. And that can destroy someone's career and life and marriage and keep them off the Supreme Court and keep uh, the balance of power from balancing out. That's scary because it'll come back. The thing about power uh, civilizations and why I, re I recommend that if you read 48 Laws of Power, just learn from it. Don't live it. Because when you live that, you will, you like once you become part of that game, um, there was an old saying, I can't remember if it's from India, ancient saying, where um, you can never get off the tiger. Like once you ride the tiger, you can't get off. You know, a lot of dictators experience that. That's why a lot of dictators die from being like bayoneted in the ass by a mob of people like um, Gaddafi or in like one of those little spider holes like um, Hussein, you know, it's like when you're in that game of power, you can never stop. Julius Caesar could never stop conquering. There was a time when Julius Caesar didn't want to keep fighting the Franks and the, and the savages and, and what's now Germany and all that stuff. If he gave up power as the uh, tribune of the ple uh, plebs, he would have been murdered by his enemies. He had to keep power or he would have been murdered. And then all of that, all of those military decisions came because there was no balance. There was no abdication. There was no, let's talk this out. We live in a magical, rare bubble of peace and prosperity that the world never gets to see very often. And to give it up for just short-term bullshit power is, is pretty terrifying. Um, how are you guys doing? Good to see you live again, Owen. Hope uh, YouTube overlords don't screw you over again. Well, all you can do is just keep on rocking. You know, that's it. And I'm just, I'm not going to uh, change. Here's the thing. I, I put up that this land is your land or this land's not your land um, video. But a lot of my new special is male and female stuff again, because that's my specialty. And I'm not going to be backed into a corner where I only talk about politics and stand up. I talk a lot about uh, mine and Amy's marriage and relationships and being a dad um, but I like to post this stuff with, uh, politics in it because there's nobody except for Nick DiPaolo, Dave Smith, a couple others. There's nobody that isn't a leftist comedian. And 
So I, I just think it's such a, a vacuum that I enjoy filling. Tyler just wrote me on paypal.me slash feed the bear. If you want to get around the YouTube overlords of getting rid of my super chats. Hey, big bear. Can I be verified as circus bear? I didn't realize how much I enjoy your ramblings until it was gone. Keep up the principled fight. Thank you. Oh, and uh, there's vacuuming outside my hotel room. Uh, that's a blast. So I'm really glad that whatever dreamer is out there just making noise. All right, let's talk about more stuff. We have 400 people. It's cool. Sugar Bear, Kevin is crushing right now. Of course he is. I think he's still going to get it. But because he's clearly a good guy, the uh, I believe the odds that that Ford's accusation are true are zero, literally zero. The odds that there was even an interaction with Kavanaugh, almost zero. He, boys don't just put their hands over a woman's mouth and hold them on a bed and attempt to rape them once and then go on to have like a great family and career and um, no one else says this that isn't insane. That just doesn't happen. You know, that isn't, I was joking with uh, Crowder and the boys this morning. I almost have like the opposite problem. Like I require way too much consent where sometimes it's almost even annoying to my wife. Like I'm like, oh, so you're not like super into this cock? She's like, no, I'm in, I'm in, I, I want to have sex. I'm like, but, but you're not like dying for it though. Like you don't like need the cock. Like you don't like, like need it. It's like, no, I mean, I need it. It's like people who need it don't say it like that. Uh, there, there's a type of person that equates, um, you know, violence with sex, and that doesn't really change. And, and you would see a pattern and you would have more people um, say these things about him if that was at all true. And memories. Now, do I think Ford believes what she's saying? I think there's a really good chance she believes that what she's saying really happened. And that's the way memories work. And that's why memories uh, and eyewitness testimony is not very good in court. Even if it's like that month, let alone 36 years ago with one, with a, a, a member of your class that became so powerful and your life became bizarre. It's an unprovable accusation and an unprovable denial. Stalemate. Yeah, I experienced this when the left accused me of being a racist. I saw exactly how that power works. You can't prove a negative. You can't, you can't prove a negative. If you say that someone's a racist or someone's a sexist or someone's a bigot or something, you can't prove you're not. It's impossible. You would have to sum up all the moments in your life and, and, and show it and fast forward, I guess. There's no possible way you can do that. That's the whole reason our system exists the way it does. And our, and our current climate is so hubristic that we think that ancient people are all morons. And it's not. We, we probably tried civilization a thousand times before it took, you know, people would just start um, <laughs> creating laws and stuff. And then one guy would be like, I'm bigger than everyone. Ah, boom, 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 boom. And then they'd be like, all right, let's start over. And the reason uh, oh, I had one other thing to say, oh, it's also hilarious how many short guys got wicked pissed at me making fun of Greg Fitzsimmons for being five, six. Uh, I obviously don't care about your height. I find it really funny that that people freak out about their height. Being 6'7 means I'll die before you. I can't comfortably fly in airplanes. I don't fit into clothes. Uh, 
I'm constantly being, people talk about my size constantly. You know, do I play basketball? How's the weather up there? You know, will you fuck my wife? Stuff like that. And it's really annoying. All right. But if you're, and the funny thing is, is five, six dudes that are are cool and comfortable with themselves, uh, don't get offended. And then they don't have any of the problems of being five, six. There's tons of five, six guys that women are into. They're like, yeah, I love my five, six guys. It's a fucking confident guy. He works hard. He's a great dad. So that's all you, it's all you fucking can have. It's the five, six guys. that's like, Hey man, listen, I was with you when you said nigger like a thousand times this past six months. But when you said that there's something wrong with people being five, six, I mean, I got to draw the line somewhere, bro. So I'm going to go get in my car with a big, big, I took the muffler out so everyone can hear me when I come down the street. I'm like, dude, you're such a fucking homo. I, it's so weird when people will tolerate, they'll be like, dude, you know, I was with you, man. I was with you when you were, when you were saying nigger. But when you said being five, six isn't cool. I mean, that's not a hill to die on, Big Bear. It's like, well, you can't see the, the hill I'm on because you're so small. You're just a tiny little guy. And here's the thing about the Kavanaugh thing. No matter which way it goes, this has been destructive. Because there's going to be people that I respect, that I believe to be good people, that think we just put a rapist on the Supreme Court. And they're going to be resentful. And it's going to uh, impact how they view America. And that sucks. Uh it sucks because they watch that woman cry and talk and they haven't done enough research or they just don't have enough life experience to know how faulty memories can be, how far political activists will go to ruin people and how much in court and in history and in lynch mobs, what just rewatch uh, to kill a mockingbird. It's like, that isn't credible. It isn't credible. I've had jokes that I've told so many times I started not, knowing if it was real or not. And I'm a pretty iron type. My, my auditory memory is almost like Rain Man good. Like I can hear songs and play them. I remember things people said to me 10 years ago and it freaks people out a little bit. And so even me, I, I've had moments where I'm like, did that, did that really happen? Or is that a story I've told myself for a very long time? And the coward would just immediately say, oh, it happened or because I, I think it and I'm, I'm, I have a giant ego because I'm such a coward. I can't admit the faults of my own brain and my own mind. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you that there's some memories I have that I don't know if it's real. And I haven't even been alive as long as these accusations have been. Kavanaugh is giving the Senate a better taming than Clarence Thomas. Good. The thing is, the man is brilliant. And uh, frankly, I think he's a little left for me. I mean, he's a little... He's not even that right wing. It's the funniest part. They're freaking out about like the middle, the middle of the road guy. Oh, we got another PayPal. PayPal.me slash feed the bear. Hey, big bear, poor high schooler here. So I don't have much money to give, but I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on vaccines and all that? Also, it'd be cool if you endorsed my new podcast, Carpenter Ramblings. No problem, Carpenter Ramblings. Uh, my thoughts on uh, vaccines is I'm torn. I, I, I think vaccines are very important because you have like, um, like the more people that are immune to a disease, the less likely a disease is to, uh, 
to ravage a population. Like let's say uh, a vaccine takes out 80% of cases. If everyone does it, then no one will get it. But if only half the population does it. But that being said, uh, there's some suspicious shit about the vaccines where uh, where there's like regulatory loopholes and a lot of inside shit and there's shit in it that people don't understand. And I, I just in general don't trust the medical um, world because of all the shit I've seen over my life. So I think in total, I don't know enough at all. I think the concept of vaccinations are very good and keep us from having, you know, we can have 20 million people in a city and not have a, a tuberculosis or a smallpox outbreak, which is a miracle. That being said, uh, there's people that I respect that say that it's affected their, I have a friend that, that thinks that his son's autism was caused by vaccines. And I don't know where I would find the information to educate myself on it because it seems like one of those um, uh, one of those things that's so hotly polarized that I don't know where I can start. It's similar to like the QAnon thing. Like people tell ask me how I feel about Q. I think I missed the beginning of Q to such a degree that now I don't know where to start. And um, so I just I'm not involved in some of that stuff. I. I don't like to talk about things that I don't know about, but my recommendation is to vaccinate your children because it's, uh, if you just weigh pros and cons, that's what I think. I know there's people right now just screaming at the computer screen, but that's my opinion. And I'm not a medical doctor, uh, but I know how vaccines work and I know what it's done to society. And I have never seen a credible study. That being said, I know how much uh, people skew studies and I know how weaponized uh, science has become. So I, I, I don't know. But uh, the dude just says, don't vaccinate your kids. That's crazy. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's one of those debates where there's no, you can't really get anywhere with it. Because I'll say that and people freak out. And then I'll say the other way. And people are like, I live in Uganda. Vaccinate baby. Because we are all dying of... Smallpox, and then you'll talk to someone else, and they'll say the opposite. So, I'm a comedian. I'm I'm an expert at human nature stuff, music, joke writing, um, political strategies, rhetoric, persuasion, shit like that. But I am not an expert in vaccines. Um, I think that it's a big risk to not vaccinate your kids, but at the same time, uh, there's people a lot smarter than me that that. Uh, Autism isn't as bad as dying. That's a very good point. But I've seen people in real pain over the condition of their child, and they swear it's because of vaccines, and I don't have enough expertise to counter contradict those people. If you don't vaccinate, you could kill your kids. Who are you who are too young to get them? If you don't vaccinate, you could kill your kids that are too young to get them. Right. That's what I was talking about, the herd immunity. I think that for the good of the group, it's it's our uh, duty to vaccinate our kids because if not, um, if not enough people are vaccinated, then innocent kids can die. That this is how it's been explained to me. So I vaccinated my kids. I didn't circumcise my kids. Um, I tried to go as uh, as au natural as possible, but uh, the medical field has saved a lot of lives. It's, uh, we haven't had a, a tuberculosis outbreak in quite a while. 4,000% increase in autism since vaccinations for non-life-threatening diseases took root. 
Right. I don't know why, though. I, I don't know if it's because of the lack of mothers in homes or kids being raised by screens. Uh, I think there's a lot of, of arguments to why autism is on the rise. I think that we should have a better understanding of what's in these vaccines and, and who's selling them and why. And I just don't have the answers to that. I'm just trying to be as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not say anything that that could get anyone hurt. <laughs> Real pain. Try seeing a kid with polio. Great, great um, point. So I'm talking about 100 percent decrease in polio and measles, though. Right. Let me tell you a little story about uh, uh, childhood problems. My my uncle, Michael, who is now dead. He died at 12, was so mentally, um, he had such mental retardation because his mother, my grandmother, had measles when she was pregnant. And she got pregnant when she was 40 and uh, she had measles. So she was born without, he was born without the ability of speech, which is probably why my father became obsessed with uh, speech and, and communication because he got to uh, talk to Michael through all these different things, right? So um that's from measles so before we before we condemn vaccinations because of the possibility of um autism arising from a vaccine think about my uncle michael my uncle michael if there were if the if the measles vaccine existed back then i would have an uncle that isn't dead i mean he might be dead now the polio and measles vaccines weren't weaponized the weaponization of vaccines didn't happen until the mid 80s see i would love to look into that but I got to go shoot with Crowder soon, and I want to show you guys some stuff. I like this artist. I like to promote other artists randomly. This guy's name's uh, Marco Melgrati. Uh, this is a really cool drawing of what can happen when men don't protect themselves from women they don't trust. I think the good thing that's coming out of the Me Too movement and um, all this Kavanaugh stuff is it's kind of telling young people, especially young males, not to just run around with women they don't know that that we we're, we're inadvertently kind of getting very going back to a more socially conservative world uh unintentionally and a lot of it is motivated by the left i i now don't see any real way a young man can be super promiscuous and reckless with women without it costing him his future potentially so i think that um and women, I, I, I see women having random promiscuous sex and potentially having an abortion that they deeply regret 20 years later and uh, write me emails all about it. Um, or they lose the ability to, uh, to pair bond. That happens psychologically with women that, that have too many sex partners. And uh, I think that all of th this, this extreme left social push that's happened in the last 20 years 30 years, 40 years, actually, is uh, is backfiring in, in kind of a cool way, because I think young males and I get letters from them a lot are starting to see that the best move is just to be a, a good married dude. You know, I lost a lot of respect when Norm McDonald apologized. My new favorite Canadian comedian is now Keith McDonald from Kids in the Hall. I'm with Norm, but I wish Norm was with Norm. That's such a good way to put it. I wish Norm was with Norm. Oh, that's so devastatingly true. I'm with Mike Ward today on Crowder. Uh, he's a dude that he had to pay $50,000 to the Canadian government because of one joke. If you don't think that this fight's real, that's one reason why I have such disdain for a lot of these LA comedian cowards is because we're on the precipice of not having a career. 
And these people are taking short-term gold uh, and, and recognition and accolades for nothing. For long-term, it's going to ruin all of it. Mike Ward, 50 grand. He had to pay because of a, some tribunal uh, found him guilty of hate speech. The joke was funny and benign. And so I'm with him today. I was with him this morning. So comedians need to rally around those type of people. That's why I did Alex Jones last night. I'll do Alex Jones next week because these cowards and my, my finances have suffered. It's both increased and hurt. It's weird. It's weird. Like, who cares? You guys don't care. Um, all right. Here's another picture. Oh, we're shooting a, a funny sketch that was uh, from this morning. I, I'm just all I'm going to say is I want to become a Southern gentleman. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's the same that, that Marco guy. Look at that. It's it's uh, Narcissus looking into the lake, and it's a it's an iPhone. I found this so powerful. I love I love art, like good art, because a lot of people forget about Narcissus, uh, the real story that Narcissus, which is where Narcissus comes from. Uh, he looks into the lake and he falls in love with his own image and he dies there. But this is what people don't that people forget about it is uh, the lake falls in love with its own image and Narcissus's eyes. How about that shit? And that's why uh, unchecked admiration. I'm not talking about like when you guys are like, keep rocking Big Bear. I love your comedy. Love the streams. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about narcissism, you know, that unchecked idol worship shit. It, it sucks in both parties, the worshiper and the worshipee until they're only looking at each other and they die. It's It's such a powerful uh, story. All right. But pre-order my new special. It's called Persona Non Grata. Coddington Bear produced and directed it. I'm, I'm turning him into a director, by the way. I'm literally shaping and forming our sweet prince, Coddington Bear. He's talented. And uh, I think there's a real future in him for him. I'm giving him a cut of it. Artling's in Portland. Artling's amazing. Me and Artling are going to get together, I think, in like two weeks and shoot more Shylock Holmes and more uh, Leftist Fitness. Um, but go to hugepianist.com and uh, pre-order the special. You'll, you'll get it October 2nd. But do it now. Now. Uh, because I don't know how long I'll be on any platform. So I don't know, you know. And I'm we taped all the shows, though. So I will put up at least another one for free on YouTube for everybody to watch because that's the balance, the balance between making a living and just spreading the love. And um, so even if you can't afford it, I, I will be able to put up uh, San Antonio was great. I was there. Oh, that was two and a half hours. Oh, and where do we send skit ideas to Unbearablecomedy.com. The dude, yeah, the cell phone and social media has created a new generation of narcissists. I switched to a landline, got rid of the celly and feel a lot better. The cell phone keeps you in your own cell. It's true. It's true. If I think if you use it properly, it's ma it's great. Like the way we, a lot of us have, have started using it when it comes to the bear feeds and the chats and writing sketches and live streaming and shooting footage and memes, culture war stuff like that's awesome. It's when you're just refreshing your likes and refreshing your image, your false image for people to worship and stuff like that. That's horrifying. So get away from that. It's it's this odd thing that we're now part of this, um, the internet and social media and stuff, because it's revealed so much about human nature. It's, it's setting people free. It's opening people's eyes to what 
is really happening in the world, but at the same time, it's creating a whole nother group of zombified sheep. And that's what I see happening. Regardless of what happens with Kavanaugh, this is just another just split and divide between people in this country. And, um, and that's what I see as the future. Not that I can predict it, but I just think it's going to be more and more um, people that just don't really have anything in common. You know, and I'm always going baseline, you know, family, music, um, high-fiving, laughter. Even those things are now dividing. It's becoming this endless division uh, that Darwin started and the Anglicans. But uh, you can't even talk sports now or you can't talk about the fucking weather without it being politicized. I told Alex Jones this on the show last night. By the way, I got him addicted to saying honey smacks. That guy's fucking hilarious, by the way. Um, Weather.com reported that the earth is now wobbling because of uh, climate change. You understand how fucking insane that is? Um, All right, anyway. So I'm going to put this on YouTube.com slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Don't sweat like in this one because I always just, I put them, I delete them off here and just put them on that channel because I'm not going to get this one banned, but please subscribe and hit the alert. If you like these, uh, live streams, uh, but go over to YouTube dot, uh, YouTube.com slash Owen Benjamin comedy, and please hit the like button on this and share it and spread it and comment on it because that keeps me from being banned. It helps with the algorithms with those, uh, little monsters. And uh, again, huge pianist.com for, uh, to pre-order the new special or get any one of the last specials. Patreon.com slash WDTL for Why Didn't They Laugh, which is also the name of my, um, the audio of this on, on wherever you get your podcasts. You can become a monthly supporter. And um, that's awesome for all the people that do that. I mean, it's the only way I've been able to do this comedy. If not, I would just be a, I would be a laborer. Literally, I would just be doing tree work with my brother. The people that have selflessly supported this stream because I also don't want to keep it from people who can't. That's, that's the thing. That's why it has to come from, from um, people's character uh, have allowed this to happen. It's why we can do jokes that other people aren't doing. So God bless everybody doing that. And for everybody that isn't, all good. I'm not, I don't like guilt tripping people. I want this uh, free and available to everybody. So um, this is an awesome community. And we've had 500 people here the whole time. And I think that's awesome. All right, I'm going to shoot with Crowder. And uh, much love. And I, I hope that I explained why I counterpunched Fitzsimmons. It's not because it's an emotional reaction. It's not because of any types of hatred. Bear in mind, this is a guy that believes in death tax. That when you die, 100% of your money goes to the government and not your children. That's what Greg Fitzsimmons believes. He's a leftist cunt, right? But I didn't go at him because he didn't go at me. So as soon as he does, I have to take a little bite out of him so that he knows and everyone else knows not to just talk shit about us. And if people keep doing it, me and Crowder will go into your classroom dressed as sperm. All right, because there has to be repercussions. It has to be actions, not violence. I'm not talking about killing people or hurting people, but but disrupt them and be like, this is what happens. That's why uh, a lot of people don't make fun of Scientology because they'll fucking sue you every time. Yeah. Be scared. Um, I love you guys. All right, I'll put this over there. All right, peace.